Hello, I'm Zachary Newell. Do you ever feel like humanity deserves a better world than the one we've built for ourselves? Personally, I just can't shake the feeling. That's why I'm here, to talk about what we've been doing and how we can do it better. Welcome to Better Futures. How are you, my friend? Hey, good, Zach. How are you? Doing good, Nikos. Thank you. So I have kind of a format, I suppose, for these interviews. I first like to start out by asking just what could humanity, civilization, society be doing better to make life more worth living for everyone? Well, Zach, in my opinion, I think encouragement is a major issue that people forget. And I think with encouragement, society, especially during these times, could really benefit. I think we're lacking that. We don't encourage our, each other enough. That's what I'm I'm getting. Is that right? Yes, that's right. That's what I say. Yes. That's an interesting um, answer to me. So what I was asking was how can we be doing better? And your answer in some ways could be read as we need to spend more time or be more diligent about encouraging others to be better yeah i think uh, i think you hit the nail on the head yeah i don't think i don't think people get enough of that i for one personally when i'm down and out and struggling in other ways i've had people take advantage of that before people that i thought were friends of mine and then i've also had people in life try to lift me up when i've been down and out and i gotta say it makes a totally different world when you have people encouraging you cheerleaders so to speak you know ah i like that term we could definitely spend a lot more time being cheerleaders for each other exactly um, i am curious about what you just mentioned about people taking advantage of you when you're at a low point without asking any details still i'm interested in what do you think might motivate people to do that or what causes some people to see this as an opportunity to exploit rather than as an occasion to encourage another person i think what disables people to encourage others around them is their own fear and they're afraid of being vulnerable. They're afraid of admitting their own faults in life. And I think uh, I think that scares them. They have to be defensive all the time. And it's a shame. It's a crying shame. And it's a it's a psychological anomaly that if you're hurting yourself, then how can you truly treat other people with love and encouragement? And I think that's where a lot of people run into a brick wall in society. But it's really tough because that's exactly what people don't need. And that's what society doesn't need. Society needs to try to lift each other up. That makes sense to me and i also really appreciate the insight in terms of people's own lack of simply being able to care for themselves or show themselves a little bit of consideration and not blame themselves too much for having made a mistake at one point i think that we or at least i have some experience with just being too hard on myself and it does seem to me that that would make me less inclined to treat others with the empathy that would ultimately benefit both of us right you are zach i agree with you there you hit it i guess that's why i like conversating with you and i agree to this interview i like your beliefs and your stance and yeah it's too bad uh, that insecurities with individuals get in the way of their empathy or sympathy with 
others. I, you know, I'm, I'm not a doctor, but I, I gotta say like that, I think is a small part that hurts people and people's interactions is insecurity. And I can't help those people that have insecurities. I mean, God knows I have my own and I have a lot, but I think sometimes like you see, you see a dog and this is a true fact from my biologist lady friend, you see a dog that bows down to a newcomer to a new dog you know and that shows vulnerability that shows hey i'm not here to try to conquer i'm not here to try to extort you i'm not here to try to fight you and you see that in you in a uh, animal behavior and i think vulnerability with uh, a guy like you and a guy like me i think that's really important is to be vulnerable because it shows that hey it's okay that you have weaknesses I have weaknesses too. And now we can move forward to compassion. And uh, yeah, I guess that's my take on it. I like that take. I mean, you are certainly not alone in having weaknesses. I admit to having my own, of course. I, I should anyway, because otherwise I would just be blind or claiming to be blind. Huh. This does lead me to wonder, um, Just here's just a hypothesis. There's something in society or something in contemporary civilization that prevents us from admitting to our own weaknesses and being vulnerable with each other or otherwise, let's say, programs us to not have the empathy necessary to offer one another the kind of encouragement that we deserve. What do you think about that hypothesis? Do you have any comments on it or possible examples of what forces might be programming people in such a way? That's a good question. Where do I begin? I think the lack of compassion for one another. And I, I believe also that no good deed goes undone. And I think people forget about the small things in life and they have whatever it may be that occurred in their life but i'm not merlin i'm not a, a force seer or any anything like that but i i do believe that people forgot how good it feels to help other people you know like someone falls down then you're walking down the street you help them up that could change my entire week just by helping somebody up when i see them fall down and uh, i think people forget that and they have during COVID and the pandemic, these rough times. They're taught right now to stay away from each other. I mean, six feet, I've ran into some people that just jump away from me about 12 feet. And they're scared of me just being a person. It's really too bad. And it's really, really sad to see where that's going. It's a, it's, it's a rough time right now. I'm not sure if I answered your question. I apologize. No apology necessary. You did give me, you know, just another thought. What I find interesting about the example with the pandemic and with social distancing is that that has been advocated or otherwise made important as a means of protecting each other. It's generally considered, or most commonly I see it presented as, a kind of selfishness if someone does not fully enact the prescribed social distancing and mask wearing policies. And I am a believer in what I would call the functionalist dynamic of society wherein a rising tide lifts all ships. And for me, that means it is a better society for me to live in if as few people as possible 
are in desperate circumstances such as homelessness or having to go so deeply into debt simply to have life-saving medical care, those sorts of modern phenomena. And so I just think it's worth noting that there's an interesting tension here because we are being isolated or have been encouraged to isolate ourselves during this pandemic for the sake of protecting ourselves and others. And I am not trying to argue that that is an incorrect approach in addressing the pandemic, but I do see how it would complicate being more empathetic to one another and being more capable of the vulnerability that is required for empathy and being more capable of receiving the benefits of encouraging our neighbors. Right. I love what you said. And I think the two biggest terms that you nailed on was vulnerability and encouragement, which society is lacking right now. And I have to say, I don't know your beliefs or other people's beliefs, but whether you believe that mankind was created or we just arrived with a big bang, I'm not one to say. I'm not a religious guy, but I am a spiritual guy. And I will say that we were not here to live by ourselves. Like people go mad if they're by themselves and they don't know what to do with themselves. They need to be around people. We're social creatures. And if we're going to be social creatures, then we have to be sympathetic, empathetic, compassionate, and encouraging to build up each other. I have uh, this lady friend that always tells me, because I have problems in my mind, the only things that she tells me are encouraging. And sometimes I really need it. You know, I have depressional issues. I'm bipolar stage two with social anxiety, hypomania. And I enjoy talking to her all the time because she doesn't scold me, get down on me. She always whispers sweet, encouraging things in uh, in my ear whenever I talk to her on the phone or hang out. And you have no idea. Sometimes, you know, that one text that you get from someone could just brighten your day. And sometimes I'll get a text from her and she'll uh, say, hey, I hope you have a beautiful day and I want to talk soon. Like something that sounds maybe stupid to others. That's so awesome. And it felt so awesome to me. That's called encouragement. That's what everybody needs in life and what everyone I think deserves. I'm interested in this word deserves. We both seem to agree that society today, at least in the United States, is largely lacking in compassion or empathy or gosh, simply humane treatment of our fellow citizens. We seem to perceive strangers just walking on the street as a potential threat, as opposed to being potential friends or simply other members of this society who deserve the same care and compassion that we deserve. But I wonder if perhaps part of the reason that we are hard on ourselves individually and therefore less capable of the vulnerability as we were discussing earlier, then perhaps there is something about our society today that encourages us to suspect that we do not actually deserve those things. 
or otherwise to suspect that others are undeserving of them unless proven to us as valuable by whatever measure. Mm. Do you have any thoughts on what about our society today might be encouraging these rather antisocial beliefs? I do. Uh, I think uh, I think that's where vulnerability comes into play because I know there's a lot of people, there's a lot of sharks out there that see kindness as weakness. But I think vulnerability is giving trust to somebody and hoping that they give trust back. And if that happens, that's a beautiful thing. And it takes a lot of courage to be vulnerable. Believe me, I've had problems with it all my life. I've always been on my toes and uh, I've always been you know, ready for the next negative thing. And I've learned as I grew older that vulnerability, and I, I spoke with this about my second cousin, that to be vulnerable to some is very courageous and I think that's what a lot of people should do and some people can't and some people you know I'm not saying everyone really has the capacity to do so but I feel like that's a good way and a good tool to unite people together and right now in society people are very divided by the pandemic but yeah you know instead of uniting and congregating with each other people are divided right now and it really saddens me and but yeah back to vulnerability i was vulnerable with my lady friend because i told her i don't know why i did but i told her uh that i would never lie to her and then a few minutes later i lied to her she asked me uh how much i paid for my apartment and i completely lied to her i just made up a figure in my head and uh, yeah i felt horrible about it for the whole next day felt horrible she came come over to my house and i talked to her and i had to tell her i actually don't have to pay a dime and i had to become vulnerable to her and admit that i lied to her if i was going to have any kind of relationship with her. and i apologized and yeah so it's that was a really vulnerable position i was in and i think it was a good position because who knows how it would have turned out to be it turned out to be okay but you know it's tough for people to become vulnerable but i think in the end it worked it definitely does to quote renee brown it works and it's it's a courageous thing to do is to be born i am very well swayed i i'd like to i'd say synthesize a kind of framework here you had mentioned vulnerability as being somewhat synonymous with being willing to trust another person and i would like to add that it seems as though being able to trust oneself is also important in some way trust in the sense of I suppose trusting that you are good enough, regardless of whether you pay for your apartment or if you receive assistance in doing so. That's what I mean. Perhaps there is a lack of trust for oneself that is endemic in society today that promotes people to view each other as either potential threats or as potential victims to be exploited, to speak in terms of what I imagine the sharks might believe. 
Your story has also reminded me of another anecdote that perhaps you can comment on. I was sitting outside with just an acquaintance, and this acquaintance and a friend of mine were discussing the acquaintance's new romantic interest, you know, just a, a person that they were dating. And this acquaintance said that they were being careful not to talk about some of their less mainstream beliefs, I suppose we'd say. In in this case, they were talking about their belief in chemtrails being sprayed by airplanes or what have you. I will make no comment on that belief itself, but I thought to myself when they said that they were being careful not to mention that with their new romantic interest, that it seemed counterproductive to me to go into a relationship with somebody with the strategy of hiding things about yourself. So I'm wondering if you have a comment on that phenomenon at all, if that if hiding things about ourselves is perhaps related to difficulty trusting ourselves or difficulty trusting others. What do you think? I definitely agree. And I've had uh, a problem. I've been afraid of vulnerability for many years of my life. You know, most of my relationships, whether it's intimate or platonic, I didn't want anyone to know about because I didn't want to be vulnerable. And then I started researching and I guess growing a little bit and realizing that being vulnerable isn't a weakness. And that's where encouragement comes in is like we need those people those friends to step in and encourage you so you can be vulnerable and so you can have that courage i mean i i was scared for a while i was an angry angry person for a long time and it was because of fear and when you create yourself to be vulnerable you begin to trust and so i i chose that kind of route as I uh, grew older. And I, I think uh, I think a lot of people should. They should encourage people because, you know, I get a text message from my lady friend and I don't hang out with her all the time. And all of a sudden I get a text message saying, have a good day. And that's, uh, that's encouraging. And that's what I think everyone needs right now. It goes a long way. And you have no idea how long that could go. You have no idea. It could, it could save them from jumping off a bridge you know 100 that is pretty easy to imagine in fact yeah it could save them from the those kind of horrific scenarios but she sent me that message and it made my day so i know it worked and i think a lot more people need that kind of encouragement you know yeah i have just one final thought and I'm trying to go in the direction of how we can promote this kind of compassionate, encouraging behavior within the population. And I am specifically thinking about the modern discourse surrounding the concept of emotional labor, which is... For one example, men who have a certain, we'll call it old school masculinity or patriarchy programming, due to their inability or lack of skill at processing and managing their own emotions, they lean too much on women in their lives, such as a romantic partner or their mother or their friends, to 
perform a kind of therapeutic emotional labor that allows the emotionally inhibited man to process his emotions in some fashion. And I want to use that example in terms of the fear of sharks out there. And I suppose the simplest way I can put it to you is, can you imagine how you and I and others could encourage other people to be more compassionate and more trusting of themselves and others and more willing to be vulnerable by speaking a little bit on how to address one's own fears of a shark or a parasite of our emotional labors in this process. I think I understand your question. I'm pretty intuitive and I tend to uh, stay away from people that I sent. I sense the sharks and the parasites pretty quickly and I tend to uh, just stay away from them. They don't have anything positive to give. And yeah, I just leave them alone. Maybe I'll smoke a cigarette with them, but then I have a curfew. <laughs> you know, and I, I just got to go in. But yeah, no, I, at the end of the day, what I believe is you didn't do anything wrong if you get robbed, screwed over, hoodwinked. At the end of the day, if you treat someone with love and compassion, you have nothing to regret, no. whether they're, they're a shark or they're, they're a leech or, you know, whatever you said. At the end of the day, you got nothing to regret and you're okay with yourself then. Right? Like, because you treated that person with kindness and love, and hey, maybe they took advantage of you, but that's not about you. That's about them. You don't have to feel bad about yourself because they robbed, you know, whatever. Yeah. That's wonderful, I think. If I'm understanding correctly, the valuable thing is to act with love and kindness, regardless of those results. And one thing that I'd like to add, I think, is. You had mentioned you feel very comfortable with your intuitive ability to sense whether somebody may be exploitative or what have you. I think that we could perhaps just add a little footnote to tell people who might be worried about being taken advantage of if they were to act with love and kindness. Trust your intuition. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I really do. But also, don't be afraid to treat people with love. You know, like, don't always be on the defense. I've done that for years in my life, and I didn't get as far doing that as I have on the other side. Hell yeah. I'm just glad to hear about the progress that you feel that you have made by being more compassionate. Thank you. Thank you, Zach. You're very welcome, Nikos. Bravo. Well, hey, I really appreciate you interviewing me. I feel honored, and it's it's a pleasure of mine. I appreciate it. The pleasure is all mine, or at least I share in it. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for appearing. Yep, We perhaps didn't solve the world's problems all in one go, but hopefully we're just a little bit closer. Hey, well, it takes two to tango, does it not? Yeah, and maybe we can get the rest of our species joining in on this dance party. I think so. I hope so. Talk to you soon, Nikos. Thank you. <laughs>